We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast, where you think before you love. Please feel free to subscribe and listen on Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Breakers, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Deezer, or your browser. Be sure to share a link with a colleague, family member, or friend. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to the sensitive nature of subject matter. Think before you love is the Romantic Truth Podcast motto. You will not get slapped here, we promise. Hi everyone, Johnson with you, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Just want to thank you for your support, keeping the show going. Really appreciate you. Keep up the good work. Now, there are some things that we need to talk about. And I'm going to talk about a subject here that many of you ladies may cringe from. We're going to talk about married women that find love with other married women. Now, you could also be in a relationship, in a heterosexual relationship with a man, and still find another woman attractive. Now, this is also something that lesbian females need to consider, too. This is going to be a tough subject, folks, and bear with me on it. Now, I posted the article on facebook.com backslash romantic truth. Want to be a guest on the show? You can come to anchor.fm backslash romantic truth backslash message or to ask a question, suggest a topic something of that sort be more than glad to do it want to make sure that your message is appropriate because we'd like to put it on the air also you can reach us at romantictruthpodcast at gmail.com now what we're going to talk about here um, has to do with an article that I stumbled upon that I thought was pretty interesting now with anyone if you're in a relationship a marriage and you feel neglected you feel disenfranchised, you feel hurt that you and your partner are not communicating, the relationship is not going anywhere, everybody has their own emotional um, kind of fiefdom, and the marriage is gradually dying. Now, for some people, they may have certain boundaries and some of these boundaries are actually hidden. A couple of you ladies have written in over the years about how you thought about having an affair on your husband, but you knew he would go ballistic if you were to be with another man. One of the ladies who wrote in actually wound up having an affair with a transgender woman. Her justification was, well... This person is in transition, so it doesn't really count as a man. The other lady had an affair with best friend and neighbor, the wife of their next-door neighbor. And she never told the husband, but she was at a point where she wanted to know whether or not she should bring it up in an argument that they had because their marriage was falling apart very rapidly. 
I suggested that she go to counseling with him and never heard back on whatever happened out of that outcome. Now, Dr. Lisa Diamond out of the University of Utah made some interesting observations about this type of situation. Uh, More specifically, in the article, um, it was referenced about the three reactions of men, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's first talk about the reasoning and the rationale for a woman going for another woman, especially if she's married. Well, one thing that is right on top of the table is accessibility. Now, why would this happen? The woman's heterosexual. She's not interested in another woman, at least on the surface. However, the emotional need is something that a person sometimes don't care about what gender, race, background, or anything. If they have that emotional need, that need that's missing, that need of being appreciated, being loved, being cared for, many times they don't care what package it comes in. Some men are like that as well. So what this means is that this person may subconsciously be open to other people, other persuasions, other views of the lifestyles. Now, the problem comes down to the fact that there are some people out there, we'll say some gay men, lesbian women, that may be fixated on trying to only date people who are definitely heterosexual. They may like the conversion process of getting something that's kind of high up on the shelf as they see it and bringing it down where it would be a sense of normalcy. Now, this also goes for people who may seek another person for certain characteristics in order to kind of prove them wrong. Sometimes atheists go go for Christians. Sometimes Christians go for atheists. As an example, the conversion is the actual euphoria that they get. Oh, I got this person in the bed with me. I got this person in a relationship with me. And it's a confidence builder for some people. As I told you, some people are out there to prove themselves when it comes to dating. Not necessarily where they are enthusiastically going for that person for reasons of love. But it could be a reason for personal achievement more than anything. Now, How do these relationships start? Believe it or not, they usually start with commiseration. One lady may be married, unhappy. She's ashamed to really speak to anyone about what's going on behind the doors at their home. However, she may have a neighbor. And there's a couple of things that work through her advantage if that neighbor is still married and she's experiencing the same thing. And take for instance, they meet for lunch or coffee. Well, they're not necessarily attracted to each other at this point. They're talking about their situations. So in a way, there's like a little trauma bonding going on there. 
And what they will find is that they may get to a point of spending more time together to support each other. Now with this, they may begin to start feeling each other's pain in the sense of giving them that positive reinforcement and that assurance to hang into the marriage. But what may happen and may be turned on his head are the feelings that they may have. Even though they're coaching each other to hang into the marriage, they're also bringing each other a little bit closer in the sense that they can express themselves to each other. The things they can't say to their husbands, the things that they need. Now, you have to deal with the boundaries associated with this. And the boundaries may be, well, I'm not going to go out and go in Ashley Madison or somewhere, um, um, Victoria Milan or somewhere like that and have an affair. What I'm going to do instead is I'm just going to keep to myself. And this is the way it usually starts, where you both have the same problem and you're both keeping to yourselves. Then it starts going on a little bit of a personal basis. It starts talking about things such as, well, maybe I need someone to reach out to, someone that I could be with, someone that I could share my feelings with. And what happens is that the women will create a bond that the husbands could never have with their wives. Now, it doesn't have to be sexual. It won't start out that way usually. It's going to start out that way emotionally. Now, here's the thing. As I tell you guys, with a woman, you have to connect cerebrally, emotionally, and physically. What happens with these women, they have their cerebral connection. They have the conversation, they know each other, the familiarities there. And what happens afterwards is the emotional bond that they have. They both are in the same situation. Now, let's say that, for instance, this married woman is dealing with a single lesbian woman that's a friend, a co-worker, someone that's kind of harmless in the sense of she's no threat to the relationship. However, the lesbian female may see a weakness. She may want the same thing that the married woman wants. She wants to be loved. She wants to have a good life. And her preferences, of course, default to women and this woman is heterosexual and some women who've been single lesbians before they got coupled up and married or have a significant other partner they've already gone through this in many cases where they're having feelings for someone but this person is married now the married woman is going to double down on her being married, the security of her marriage. But she doesn't want to look at the fact that this thing is also falling apart 
communications in limbo, considerations in limbo, and right now it's not considered a stable relationship. Now, you have some lesbian predators that are out there, just like you do in any other facet of society. People that will take advantage of an opportunity. They see a weakness, they go for it. Not all of them do this. So I'm not singling out lesbians over anybody else. There are men that are out there that are predators, straight men, gay men that are predators. But what happens in this situation, this person may start opening up to them and telling them the things that are going on with them. And therefore, they have someone that is listening, which is a vital part of this personal person being able to emote. This person is not afraid to express their feelings to this person about what they're missing. So it's giving them an inventory of everything that they would need in order to come into their lives and make things better. But they don't realize this because it's inadvertent. So the married woman is emoting and the lesbian woman is listening. Now, is she young and naive or a younger lesbian female that has never been with a woman who is in a committed relationship or marriage? She may be the nurturer. And so, as this woman emotes, she realizes that she has someone that is now providing her the feeling and the sentiments she desires. Now, this can also happen with another heterosexual married woman. The only difference is, usually with heterosexual married women, the one thing that they're not going to do is admit that they're a lesbian or bisexual because it's a superficial, um, how can I best say it, mindset that they have that, hey, I'm not attracted to another woman, and they leave it at that. Now, the married woman that's dealing with a lesbian who's single and uncommitted, she's still looking at this person. She knows she's a lesbian, but the way she sees it, she's going to draw the line. Now, there are some women who are questioning their sexuality, even if they're married. There are others that are heterosexual, and they can never be a lesbian. However, this person may start getting close to them. They're spending time with them. They're enjoying those moments. They go through the things that they would normally go through, that the married woman would normally go through with the husband. Maybe going out to dinner, having a date. And the lesbian woman is looking at it from the standpoint, oh, this is a potential partner. The married woman is looking at it from the lens of, this could possibly be a good friendship. Now, the thing that is the trigger here is that the married woman does not want to openly admit that she's attracted to this other woman. Now, usually lesbian women that go for married women usually go for the lipstick lesbian. Or, I'm sorry, the li lipstick. Well, yeah, lesbian in their own circles, but also a married woman who's going to be more lipstick anyway, more feminine. 
So, I may start out where they start going to dinner, lunch, talking, spending time together, going to the movies together, those kind of things. And so she may say, oh, we're going to have a girl's night out, a date night, that kind of thing. Well, there are certain things that will happen. Most often, according to some of my lesbian friends, and by the way, I love lesbians, women with comfortable shoes. Anyway, what happens, it gets to a point where the married woman becomes comfortable. And upon becoming comfortable, she cannot only express her feelings, she's not so repulsed by the woman making advances. Because in this way, she looks at it, well, she's another woman. She knows what I like. I know what she likes. We could probably work together. I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. If my husband was doing his job, then I wouldn't be here. Now, this is based on your feelings about yourself. You feel abandoned, you feel lonely. And some people will say, oh, well, she's just desperate. She really got desperate. To a degree, yes. Because what happens is, sometimes people in general, no matter who you are, if you're destitute like that emotionally, you want somebody to fill that void. You're in a relationship, and the way you look at it, I made this decision to be with this person to marry them, and it's pointless for us to go forward because nothing is happening. And so, some married women will look at this as an avenue of, well, I'm not cheating, but we'll just see where it goes. Now, here's the thing. This is where the lesbian woman has to be very careful because the married woman may comply and they have this affair, they have this relationship, they're seeing each other on a regular basis. But then, being that this person is an outsider in the sense that she's single, she has mobility at her beck and call. She has her own place. It would raise a lot of suspicion with the husband because men, in general, are very kind of uh, vigilant when it comes down to their married woman or girlfriend being around a woman who's single. In other words, the influence factor is what they worry about. Women, a lot of times, will kind of express to her man if she's in a relationship about his friends she doesn't like, don't want him hanging around. I used to get accused of that all the time. I don't want you hanging around with him because He's always got a bunch of women around him, and I know what that's going to mean. And then my married buddies, I'd have to tell them, hey, man, you know, wife has spoken. Oh, man, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Nope. You took care of your marriage. That's important. We're going to talk more in a moment. said he was leaving for the night 
which means he's going to stay at the mistress's house. He left, my son and I had dinner, um, we were watching TV, and in walks my husband. He went, opened a bottle of wine, and sat down, started watching TV. I said, I thought you were gone for the night. What are you doing here? And he just said, plans changed. And didn't say another word. Now you could hear it in her voice that she is hurt by this. She called the woman the mistress. Now she has been knowing this has been going on. Ladies, when I talk about you wearing yourselves down in marriages, and this woman is rather young, don't allow yourself to get to this point in your marriage or relationship. He's disappointed like a kid would be if he was ready for a softball game and then it was canceled. He went on and had his glass of wine. Like, okay, well, I'll just wait to see. Now, he'll be the first one to get his ass up if that woman called him back. Nine times out of ten, there are probably a couple of things that happen. More than likely, and I'm speculating now, the other woman probably has a husband, boyfriend, a man in her life. Next thing, they might have had a falling out. And therefore, he couldn't get his terms met to rendezvous with her. But in any case, he's disappointed. Now... If you really think about it, the wife probably feels as though, oh, well, he couldn't do anything better, so he came back with his family. A lot of you ladies put up with this. A man wouldn't, uh, you're getting dressed, where are you going? Oh, I'm gone for the night. Now, how would that play with a guy? But see, now she's okay with this. Because she's passively enjoying the lifestyle he's provided. But there's an 800-pound elephant in the room, and that's called dissatisfaction. Now, I don't know anything about this lady or this gentleman. It could very well be that she may not be so humble and sweet. But here's the thing you have to realize. Under any circumstance, there's a reason why he is gone for the night if he was able to get the approval from the other woman. There's something at home that isn't right, and the two of them are kind of walking around it. And now she's quietly accepted him going out with this other woman. Nine times out of ten, what has happened? She's fallen short somewhere. Now, am I blaming her for this? Not all the way. But there is something that has drawn him out. Now, it could very well be that he's infatuated with this other woman because there are some men who feel as though they haven't done enough. They haven't really made their mark yet. And so she may be that woman that he wanted somewhere down the line in high school, maybe a co-worker, who knows, that he really wanted, but now he's acting on his compulsion. It's no more a thing where he's thinking about it anymore. He's actively doing it in front of his wife, which means now he's comfortable with it. They could have an open relationship. They could be swingers. Who knows? But judging from her voice, doesn't sound so. Sounds like this other woman is a threat 
Now, most guys would probably feel comfortable in this situation. They got terms on their favor. The only thing that they have to worry about now is the other woman holding up her end of the bargain. But you have to remember now, with infidelity, who has to be honest? No one. So what this means is that, overall, this lady is really putting her feelings out there, and this will be the type of woman that we'll see on Hinge, OkCupid, or somewhere else, and she's going to be carrying that baggage, that load. This right here is emotional abandonment. This is how it starts out. Now, she's going to probably feel isolated, home with the kid, feel as though she's not loved. So where's going to be her outlet? Maybe calling a girlfriend who's tired of hearing her? Going online, starting up a conversation with a guy she doesn't know that may be miles away? Or she just may say that this is what I deserve. I married him. No matter what, we're going to be together. Even though another woman's in the picture, I'm willing to accept that and go forward. It depends. But one thing that's for sure, it's obvious she isn't happy. Ladies, don't allow yourself to get in a situation like this. A man would not, trust me. If a woman told him, I'm going out for the night, you're not going to hear no man say, well, yeah, she's out with her boyfriend. There's some that will now. There's some that will because there was a situation where the guy called the cops in Alabama and the people thought, the police thought it was going to be a domestic disturbance call. And he got there and he was pissed off because he had to babysit their child because the wife was supposed to be home that morning to relieve him so that he could go and be with his girlfriend because the wife has stayed too long at her boyfriend's place. Rules, boundaries, and standards, folks. Whenever you allow them to be breached, this is what you get. And it gets worse if you're not careful. Here's the thing. The married woman realizes she has a lot to lose. Now, if she's with another married woman, they both have a lot to lose. And what happens here is that they become very vigilant about not getting caught. But it's less likely for two married women who are seeing each other to get caught. Reason being, Husbands will assume, well, you know, they're both married, so that's no threat. The single woman is always a threat to a married to a married man when his wife is hanging around her or his girlfriend is hanging around her too much. Now, the problem for the lesbian woman in a situation like this, or she could be bisexual, she doesn't necessarily have to be a lesbian. Or she could be a woman that's trying to figure it out and heterosexual. Doesn't matter about the sexual orientation as much. 
because she has to realize that she has to measure how much of herself she gives to this married woman. Because the married woman is going to get cold feet and go back to her marriage, more than likely. Very few of them actually leave their husbands for another woman. A lot of the younger women may not know this. And they will go out and try their best, get to a point of confronting the husband, professing their love, outing the married woman in a way of kind of trying to make it easier for them to get with the person. But here's the thing you have to realize. She's going to pretty much sink her heels in, the married woman will, into her marriage because of her reputation. She's got a lot of things to think about, responsibilities, especially if she's a mom. She doesn't want to give that up. But now if the marriage is totally useless and she doesn't see any future in it, then she'll probably go forward with the woman. Now, here's the thing that we have to come to grips with. When it comes to married women who gradually find that bond and that nexus and they start seeing each other, they have a few things to cover them. One, if they are caught, it's less likely the husbands will be upset But in a way, familiarity between the two couples will work to their advantage. And of course, the guys may come in and talk about a swinger situation. They may be a little bit more open to the concept. The husband may want to see the wife with this other woman. But usually, most men are territorial. And the first thing they're going to do is say, no, I don't want you hanging out with her no more The other husband's probably saying the same thing. But it's a softer landing in that, yes, even though she had an affair with my best friend's wife or our neighbor's wife, the main thing is I know at least she didn't go and get another guy. And for a man, this, believe it or not, is a little bit more acceptable than her going out being with another man it's a little bit easier for him to digest unless he's what is called a moralist. And with a moralist, any infidelity is bad infidelity. Can't get around it. And these are the guys that will go straight to divorce court and be done with the marriage. They don't want to go to counseling. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to work it out. You can always have those. Women are the same way. You will have moralists there as well. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, as these women create a bond, they may actually fall in love with each other. And that's where it gets tricky. So, by creating this bond for each other, they may engage in more activities, clandestine, of course, and then eventually make suggestions to the husbands to avoid suspicions. Why don't we go on vacation together? Why don't we go and do this together, do that together as two couples? And what they've done now is they've cloaked their relationship in a sense of normalcy where the husbands probably wouldn't be suspicious. So if the women say, well, you know, we're down in Jamaica. We're just going to go to a couple of shops and see how things are going. 
and they go on a little day where they're going out together to do their thing. They go to get together. Who knows, may even get with other guys. But whatever they do, it would be between the two of them. They come back to their husbands, everything's fine. And they're not insecure because they have access to each other without the suspicion of being found out. Now, let's roll it back to the married woman with the single lesbian woman. Now, the single lesbian woman is just like a single guy trying to get with a married woman. Same premise, except for one thing. The gender makes her less threatening to the husband. And what he's more concerned about is the activities they can engage in, thinking in his heterosexual mind that these women are probably going to go out there and try to get with guys. Because that lesbian female, more than likely, is not going to let or in any way the husband know that she prefers women, bisexual, female, you name it. She's not going to do that. And the reason why she's not going to do that is because she knows she will pose a threat she opened her mouth. So she's just this friend that doesn't have a boyfriend. Now, the problem for them is that if she falls in love with this married woman, and now she's hanging out with them more often, the husband is trying to get her hooked up with one of his friends or somebody else, and some of them will go through the process of acting like they're into that friend or whatever just so that they can still retain proximity to the married woman. Now as you can see it's a little bit harder if you're single than it would be married. So more than likely what would happen is they would have clandestine meetings because she doesn't want to have the lesbian woman or the bisexual woman to wear out her welcome around her husband. Unlike a situation where it's two married women and they're not as uh, suspected to be together. Now, here's the thing. This woman makes her appreciated. She makes her feel as though she's wanted. She's filling in the gaps with the marriage. So the wife may go back to the husband because she's living with him, of course. And, uh, really turn it on to him sexually because she's actually getting what she needs on the emotional side when it comes to the emotional nurturing and everything from this other woman. And of course, jealousy will set in there as well because she's thinking, well, hell, he's with her tonight. And she's like, well, I want her with me. And so she goes through those same bouts of loneliness. So in essence... She's in a place emotionally where she found herself before she met her. She wants a woman of her own. Now, the lesbian or bisexual woman will realize at this point, maybe this is not for me. I can't handle this situation where I can only see this person on these terms. Now, some may get frustrated and may give an ultimatum. You're going to leave him or you're going to lose me. Or it may be that they may just go and let everybody know that she's openly a lesbian and this woman's her lover. She may introduce her to her lifestyle. 
maybe going into a lesbian bar, a place that she knows the husband could never go. The married woman may feel uncomfortable, but then she may be persuaded. Hey, you know what? You don't have to worry about a thing. And she'll find all these other women showing her that attraction. And with that, it also strokes her ego because she was never appreciated by anyone, not her husband. She may have been isolated in the marriage, taking care of the kids all the time. And now, even though these are other women that like her, she likes the appeal. She likes the attention. And she may not be used to it. But to hear these other women say, oh, you know, she's a good looker. She's this, she's that. In a way, it makes her feel better about herself. Now, women are very competitive. And when a woman who has low self-esteem, because this is part of the equation, she's going to have a hint of that. And it's going to be based on her emotions and the way she feels is going to manifest in the way she behaves. And so with this, she may then find a new reason to pursue this relationship with this woman where she's jeopardizing her marriage. Now, the woman's going to be respectful of her marriage for the most part in the beginning. And then it usually winds up where it becomes a situation where she's like, well, you know, when are you going to tell him? Um, this is a thing that I can't wait for. I can't waste my time with this. And she's trying to put pressure on the married woman to make a decision. Usually the married woman is the one that will break that relationship off. And she will treat the other woman as someone who's a threat to the marriage. She will unify and align with her husband. This is not uncommon. Most married women will do this, even if they're cheating with a man, doesn't matter. Because they always feel as though they have something to lose, and what they have to lose is far more than they have to gain with that person that they're with. Now, you have some married women that just want to go out and see what it's like to be with another woman. And what may happen, especially with two married women, they may get drunk one night, and just play around with each other, play a do-a-dare game or something of that sort, truth or dare. And they go out and they do this, and before you know it, they wind up in bed together, asking what happened. And then one will probably say, I won't tell if you won't tell. And might, they might have enjoyed the moment. Now, the other thing too, It's easier for a woman to conceal her emotions around her man when she's got the gratification from someone else. They can play that off like you never saw it before. However, the difference is when a woman, married woman, is with a heterosexual man, she has to be more hypervigilant. She can't not only be seen with him, she can't really everywhere her husband knows she's he exists. With the lesbian female, as long as she doesn't tell him that she is a lesbian, he would just look at her as being an innocent co-worker, innocent friend, that kind of thing. 
but he's still going to try to have some kind of structure around it where it's a limited interaction based on his insecurity of his wife hanging around with a single woman. Because if he sees it, if they're hanging around too much, she's probably out there partying, and he's thinking she's hanging around a whole bunch of men when she was going out with other women. Now, there's another factor that comes into play here. The husband may think he's doing everything right. The wife is no longer complaining about the issues that they had. He's not spending time with her. And therefore, he's just happy that she's not nagging him anymore about doing this or doing that together. He's hanging out with his buddies. He's going and working overtime, whatever it is that's preoccupying his time. And now that she's having her emotional needs fulfilled, she's not really going to complain anymore. So he feels as though, well, she she got the message. She understands now. And I can go on and continue to go out and work hard as I've been working or doing whatever I do. And he sees that as no problem. Now, meanwhile, she has to really work between the demons inside of her because she is actually cheating on her husband. And she's trying to find justification. She's going to go through an emotional myriad of feelings. I can't believe that I'm with another woman. I've never been with a woman before in my life. And now I've gotten to this point. So apparently there's something wrong with me. And she'll start questioning things. Questioning her sexuality. Questioning her emotions. Questioning her morals. Questioning her boundaries. Her standards. And of course... The lesbian partner is trying to show her up and say, hey, you know, it's not as bad as you think it is. You're in this with me now. And this will be very hard for some straight women to accept. So you're dealing with that double-edged sword there. But one thing that they may try to define and say, It's just like a child not trying to go to sleep, trying to stay up. Eyes are half mooning. She said, well, I'm not a lesbian. I'm not gay. I'm I'm a straight married woman. Well, the lesbian woman, for the most part, if she's single, she's going to let her say that. She's not going to argue with her. The only time she's going to argue with her about that, about her sexual orientation, is if she feels threatened that that married woman's going to leave her. You know, it's like a white woman that gets with a black man in an affair. And then she says, well, you know, I shouldn't be with a black man. I should be, I never dated a black man before. And now we're getting a little bit too close. And I think I need to go back to my husband. Yet she says this, but she always continues to contact him. It's the same way in a situation like this, because the emotional need is still there. In essence, they become actually codependent in that kind of relationship. We'll talk more in a moment. The article is called 
The Straight Truth About Why Married Women Have Lesbian Affairs by Marian Melia. Now, this article was written in November of 2021, and you can see it on the facebook.com backslash romantic truth website. All right. Now, here's the thing. There are other things you have to look at as well. You know, I talk about emotional availability in dating, about how most people who date are on dating sites are emotionally unavailable, how they go through the throes of life, and you have to pretty much meet them running at the same pace for things to work. Well, this is the way things happen here. Now, the thing is, the lesbian female has to realize one thing. We're talking about the single lesbian female who's involved with a married woman. She has to realize, just like men do, that deal with married women. Married and single women dealing with married men. Same dynamic. Empty promises are one thing that married people will deliver on. Because, see, they're so used to lying to their husband or spouses that it doesn't stop there. It will also continue with the person they're cheating with. The reason being is that they're treating both really, in a sense, the same. Because you got to remember that a person who cheats, whether it's male or female, transgender, whatever, understand one thing. Deception is part of the game with that. And they have to deceive in order to achieve as they see it. Now, the other thing, too, with this, the woman, married woman, could be done with her husband, tired of him, no longer interested in him, but she's still going through the motions because, again, she has so many things to lose. And she has this duty of being married to him. Now, she could have married too soon. She could have married based on what the family wanted. Her dad, her mom, they wanted her to marry him. You see this sometimes in arranged marriages. But whatever the actual premise is, she's married and, in a way, unhappily married. Now, the difference is, and we're going back now to two married women being together. The one thing to keep in mind with this particular situation, one, they look at it as being harmless because of the familiarity. Two, they have more access to each other in that they can go on a weekend, a girls weekend together and really enjoy themselves without any suspicion or any kind of uh, overview by the husbands. Three, they can incorporate the husbands in their clandestine activities without the husbands knowing. Four, they can always deny that they are lesbian and they can double down on their heterosexuality if they have to, if there's a situation where there's some suspicion but not necessarily knowledge. So if they come in, you know, with this assumption, the, uh, the husband comes in with this speculative assumption about them being together. 
they can always deny it if they haven't been caught. So they still have the access. Even if there are suspicions around, it could just be a little bit more discreet. These are luxuries that they have that a lesbian woman does not have with a married woman. Because, again, she still poses that threat. Now, there's another thing, too. As I said, a lot of these women, when we look at the statistics, only about, what, 6% of men marry between 18 and 22? And that, no, no, I'm sorry, 3% and 6% of women marry in that same age range. So what that means then is that many of these women may not have really defined who they are. Hopefully they have at that time as far as what their orientation is, but some haven't. And some are going under the tradition. And usually those women marry older men. And sometimes these men may have them in a marriage that they may think is a little bit too tight. Husband kind of isolates them. And he has the heavy masculine fist down on the relationship. Everything has to go through him. So, of course, other men are out of the equation. But she's not getting what she needs from him. And this is where it could more than likely start from. Because she knows if she gets caught with another guy, there's hell to pay. Because, see, with a man, the biggest threat is another guy. Especially another guy in the sense that he has had to work and provide for this woman and put all of this energy, money, trust, all of these things into his partner. And the other guy can just come in and get everything for free. Now, I hate to say it, but some men treat the other woman, believe it or not, just like the judicial system treat women when they go in for charges. You know how the guy would get 20 to life for sexual assault. Well, a woman could sexually assault someone and may only get five years in probation. This is the way men actually look at situations. He catches this woman with another woman. He may try to go and uh, see if he can work his way into that situation with the two of them. Now, usually a married woman is going to not like that on a long-term basis if she does have to make that compromise in order to keep the marriage. The reason being, she's now threatened because she has emotions for that other woman. But with the husband coming in there, there's a possibility she may take on and like him more or may put that wedge in between them. There was a situation that a lady wrote me from Portland, Oregon once where she was dealing with something like this. The woman befriended a co-worker, talked to her husband one evening about having her move in to rent one of the rooms in the house. Well, the lady came over, they sat down and they talked, 
They worked out the arrangement. The woman was paying like $400 a month to live there. She had full access to the house, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the wife and this woman started becoming very close. They were shopping together, and she eventually started telling the other woman about how her husband was falling short in certain parts of the relationship. She was unhappy in it, and usually that is the trigger, the unhappiness aspect of it, especially if the guy's not listening to her. She wants to emote. She knows she can't do it with him, so she tries to find some other way where she can keep herself safe. And so what happened? They finally started sleeping together. Husband went out of town on a business trip. That was the first night they were together, intimately. They started really falling for each other. And the way she had it set up was that she was going to be the motherly figure. She was going to be like the daughter figure in the house. This woman was in her 50s. This young lady was in her late 20s. The husband was going on 60. Well, he came home one day because they got real comfortable being together intimately, thinking that he's at work, they could be together. They both got off early, and he catches them both naked in the bed. Well, the agreement was he would sleep with both of them. The roommate wasn't too keen on that, but she went on and did it anyway. The wife actually got jealous, and this is the reason why she wrote me. She now wanted to get her independence. She didn't want to be married anymore, and she wanted to break off the relationship with the woman. Well, what she tried to do was turn it around and make it seem that the husband was with the younger woman. But had she not introduced the younger woman into the environment, as I told her, you wouldn't have a problem. So it's you that's the problem. You can run away from this, but that shows you that you can create something and run away from it, create it again and do the same thing over and over. She didn't like what I said. And she gave me a fiery email about a couple of things that were choice words. But see, this is what happens sometimes. People will start something, create a mess, and then they want to walk away from it immediately. When you get involved with an extramarital affair, no matter who it's with, no matter what race, gender, or whatever, you're taking on the responsibility of the outcome of that especially if you trigger it. There will be people out there to flirt with you while you're married, while you're in a relationship. And you have to know how to handle it. I'll never forget one time, Monica and I were at Perino's when it was on Wilshire Boulevard. And there was a guy, he was obviously gay. And he came in, and Monica was with me. And this fool winked at me. And Monica jumped up, stood up, and said, He's with me. I'm his woman. Don't disrespect me like that again. And I said, Damn, that's the Sicilian in you. And she started laughing. And she said, No, you're mine. I appreciate what she did. But she didn't have to do it because it wasn't nothing going to happen. I, I'm nothing about a man I like. I don't even like being a man. 
because this, we go through some shit y'all just don't understand. Because, see, here's the thing. <laughs> We're defined by what we do for a living. And when you're in between jobs, when I was living in a car homeless for two years in L.A., I refused to date. I refused to even get close to people. There were friends of mine that had no idea that I could have called and I could have had a place to stay very easily. But the thing was, your pride, your personal integrity, all that shit kicks in. And you don't want people in your business like that. And then you have those friends that have those terms of friendship. Yeah, well, you could stay, but uh, you could stay for like two days or a week or two weeks. I didn't want to have to go through that. So I said, well, you know, I'll come out better. At least I have autonomy here. It may not be much, but I have it. Had to show up at work every day, suited and booted. Nice suit, canally suit. But they didn't know I was homeless. Because of the job I had. I had to watch where I parked the car. Because it was a nice car. But when you're making a sacrifice for something larger than you, my mom's was really sick at that time and I had to also figure out ways of paying those horrendous bills before the insurance company kicked in. When they kicked in, things were fine, but until then, it was hell to pay. And sometimes you have to make those sacrifices. But the one thing I wasn't going to do was go in and just live off of somebody based on their terms like that. Now, if there were decent terms with roommate, that kind of thing, I maybe thought about it. But when it came down to actually going into a situation where it was like you get there and then all of a sudden they're dictating everything, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. And I've had roommates in the past where, hey, we split the rent, Whatever, no problem. But one thing I didn't want to do was get into the habit of constantly being that desperate individual, perpetually desperate, place to stay, that kind of thing. Now, here is the thing I will tell you. In situations like these, the married woman is less likely to leave with no matter what gender race or anything else you are the other thing to keep in mind is that this person is usually grossly unhappy in their marriage now they may be bored some may go when they get caught especially married women they may just tell their husbands afterwards Now, the one thing that you'll find is that a married woman is less likely to tell her husband that she was involved in a lesbian relationship. The only time she's going to do that is she's got caught. A lot of women who have gone to prison have written in asking about how do they explain to their husbands that they've had this emotional and physical affair with a woman while they were locked up. And it's 
very difficult. Now, a lot of them, believe it or not, don't have any problem because the guys are pretty much excited. Oh, you were with another woman because that's a lot of guys' fantasies. But one thing I will tell you guys is this. Trying to satisfy two women is cool for a minute. Don't let an argument jump off. And don't let these women be on the same side against you. You have no idea how much hell you're going to catch. There was a guy that um, I read his email. He was from Arkansas. And he was living in a single wide trailer. He had his ex-wife in the single wide trailer. His current wife there. And the young girl that he was dating at the time. All three of them living in the same trailer. Needless to say, the police had to be called regularly. And what he wanted to know was, how could he walk away from this? Well, it was hard because he had a child by all three of them. And he wanted some sort of relief. There is no release. You're going to have to face it. You created that mess, you got to deal with that mess. some people are good at creating messes and then walking away from them. Now, the biggest fear of a single lesbian woman getting involved with a married woman is the fact that at some point she's going to double down on her marriage and she's going to leave this woman heartbroken and isolated. She's going to feel, in a sense, the same way she felt before she met her. And again, you have to deal with people who may become obsessive, possessive, and they feel as though they were wronged. And just like you have the crazy boyfriend, she could have the crazy girlfriend. But most women, just like men, they know when the time is up and they need to walk away. More in a moment. guy is the weed head. I'm sorry guys, but I just can't do it. Weed heads usually wake up in the morning and smoke. They go to bed. Before they go to bed, they gotta smoke. Before they leave the house, they gotta smoke. Before they do anything, they gotta smoke. And I just can't do it. It's always going to be a smoke issue. It's gonna be smoking their nails, gonna be smoking your hair, it's gonna be smoking your clothes. I just can't do it. So for that reason, it's no. And I'm not talking about the occasional social smoking with, you know, the homies every every so often. I probably could live with that. But the weed addict, you cannot function without weed. No, I'm going to pass, bro. So, number two is going to be the recently released from jail. So, let me tell y'all something. I ain't got nothing against brothers who have been incarcerated. Nothing whatsoever. Because there's a lot of good brothers that have been incarcerated, wrongly convicted, all that. However, I'm not going to be dealing with anyone who just recently got out and and probably been there for a few years. Because nine times out of ten, now when they get out, they playing catch up. And you know who is going to get lost in the shovel? Me. Because he ain't going to have time for me. Nine times out of ten, he's probably trying to catch up on getting his money right, getting his life right, getting his situation right, and getting acclimated back into society. So, 
Me, who's already been out, stable, got my stuff together. What type of person, um, I, I think it would be selfish of me to expect him to calm down and sit and wait while he's trying to get those things together and in order. And nine times out of ten, he's probably playing catch up on bodies. And I'm not talking about dead bodies. You did? So, it's a no for me. Okay. Number three and the final one for today. Because there is going to be a part three. There are more, unfortunately. But the final one is going to be guys who are super duper tight with their exes. Now, it's okay if you and your ex are cool or whatever. But you and your ex still talk every day. And y'all still have these um, connections, these weird sayings, and these weird little codes that y'all have going on. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm not with that. So, it's like the saying always says. Two people who can remain friends after a breakup, they either still love each other or never did. Well, I'm not going to assume that you never loved them. I'm going to assume that you probably do. And I'm going to let y'all deal with that. Okay? Bye. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Now, this right here is absolutely correct, what she's talking about. But let me give you a little bit more context on this. The weed hit. Now, this goes for men and women, especially here in Vegas. Many of the women that I've actually gone on dates with actually smelled and reeked of marijuana smoke when I met them. Go give them a hug to greet them. And then I'm smelling weed. Here's the sad thing. A lot of that smell is in their weave. And it's like, damn. And then every time they speak, you can still smell it. It resonates. The worst thing in the world to do, and I've had this happen to me before. I've gone on a date with a woman who not only when I met her there for our first date, not only smelled like weed, she smelled like perfume and pussy mixed together. Horrible smell. So I knew right off the bat she had slept with someone before she met me. Probably her boyfriend that she was living with or whatever. It was kind of interesting she didn't want to talk about living arrangements. I thought that was really interesting. Even though I didn't probe, she asked me, did I live alone? And then she started to talk about her situation to a certain extent. And she said, well, I have a roommate, and yeah, we, we're, we're exes, but what's the big deal? We, we are friends now. We're not seeing each other, which I assume was a lie because of what I smelled, unless she was with someone else. So she has a valid reason in her reasoning for not dating weed heads. She probably deals with guys who occasionally smoke. I don't deal with women who smoke at all. That's just one of my preferences. Now, the next one. When it comes down to the guy that's fresh out of prison. Now, as men, we know good and well that this is easy pickings for a guy when it comes down to a woman coming out of prison. She has her choice, believe it or not, and which man she wants to select. This is the reason why a lot of these women go on TikTok and do these videos who have just been recently released out of prison are those that will be soonly released. Soonly. New word. You also have the problem with women. Now, she has high self-esteem. And when I say that, I don't mean she's bougie or over the top. But she has a standard that's set 
because she's probably already seen women who dealt with guys who came out of jail and prison. She already knows what's up. Now, she would not be a woman, believe it or not, that a guy comes out of prison would approach. The reason being, she's got herself together and she's like, well, I'm going to be respectful and let this man get his shit together before he would step to me. That's what most women do. So kudos for her for going on that tip. Now, here's the thing, though. The woman that this guy would be attracted to would not be this woman. She would usually be overweight. She would usually have low self-esteem. Probably look halfway decent for the most part. But the one thing that she will be is someone who's compassionate. Who's willing to take on the guy and help him with the struggle. In other words, someone that's going to work on him like a project. This is not a project girl that's going to work on a guy. She wants him to at least have some things in place before she meets him, and rightly so. So, the lady that probably will wind up with a guy from prison, he's more than likely going to be somebody, she's going to be somebody that's probably overweight, maybe doesn't think she's that attractive, with low self-esteem usually. As a friend of mine who came out of prison years ago, said that was the only thing that he could do. Go to Ross, get him some clothes, get him some cologne, rent on a hotel room for a night, make sure he had a few dollars put away for the cover charge, and he'd go out to the club, and he would specifically look for a woman that fit those characteristics. So if he was to see this woman out in an environment such as a restaurant, nightclub, or something like that, he wouldn't approach her. Because she would already know the odds are against me. Because this woman is rather attractive. She looks like she's confident. He would have to find a woman that was a little bit more susceptible. So she's right on that 100%. The last one. Being close with exes. Now, this is one that I have to take issue with in a sense. If a woman is still friends with him after they've had the relationship. A lot of times women will think, oh, well, he's going to try to get in those draws again. That's not the case. What usually happens when a man decides to make it a platonic thing after the relationship with the man and the woman, if they both agree mutually, what happens a lot of times, she will be that shoulder to cry on, that person to listen to him, that person to talk to. But one thing she's not going to be is an active participant in any kind of relationship associated with him. She's going to respect the other woman. And she's going to remind him, hey, you're in a relationship. What we had is done. And it's already boxed up and put in, put in storage. It ain't going to happen again. Now, a lot of women have problems with this because women are very competitive. Now, this is what happens sometimes with exposure. If a woman is commonly starting a relationship without establishing a friendship, when she gets out of that relationship, what do you think she's going to do when she's met a man who established a relationship with a woman, a friendship, then the relationship? She's not going to understand how you guys are still friends. How could this still work? I don't want you around her. I don't want you talking to her. I don't want you doing things with her because she's thinking something's covert. 
Because when you start out with just the relationship first, without the friendship, you're going to have the suspicion. And this is the difference when you start out as a friend. Because then you can relate. Hell, I've had a girlfriend in the past actually go shopping with one of my exes. They became the best of friends. And unfortunately for me, they became so good friends that it got to a point where, shit, my girl was spending more time with her than me. Oh, we're going, we're going shopping. We're going to get our nails done. We're going to the salon. We're going here. We're going there. And it was like, well, damn. And they'd leave my ass there, and I'd be looking stupid. But that was okay. Because the woman I was with realized that the friend that I had, was, who was my ex, was no longer a threat. She had her own man, her own problems, her own issues. Well, I was good friends with her future boyfriend at the time. So it was no big thing. So it depends on how you're exposed to situations as to how you're going to react. But you will find a lot of women who won't trust the other woman. And that means that they also don't trust the integrity of their man. Many of you have seen the Tyler Perry movies where Tyler Perry had a situation where the person had an ex and the relationship was over, but she still cared about him. And the new guy came in and he was intimidated by the past relationship they had. Now, where would she not do well with? What would she not do well with? Men who have joint custody. I guarantee that would be an issue. She don't trust him. She don't trust the ex. Even if the ex has got a man. And sometimes women can actually overcorrect for that and actually kick themselves out of a relationship. Friend's still there. Friend goes on with him until he finds a woman that's willing to deal with that. Because many of you ladies also have exes that are still genuine friends. They're not people that are trying to sleep with you. They've moved on. You've moved on. But you guys are still cordial and friends. Nothing's wrong with that. When I talk about men being concerned about females who have these friends, these are friends that they didn't have a relationship with per se, but they slept with them for certain reasons. Having to get their car fixed, having to get cabinets put in their apartment, that kind of thing. When you get to that point and she's got a whole consortium of men around her, yes, even with a woman who would meet a man that has a consortium of female around him, she would think the same thing. So it's all about the trust and the integrity of the relationship. Doesn't necessarily mean that things have to go bad or left because of that. We'll talk more in just a moment. Now, what are some of the things that men would be threatened by with another woman, with his wife or girlfriend? One, women communicate better with each other than men do, even with women. So, in that sense, what it means is that 
they will know certain ways of stimulating the woman, arousing her. Now, of course, the woman doesn't have a penis, but what she can do is, of course, use toys and tools in order to make things work. And sometimes you have some women that don't want the thrusting. They prefer the gentle touch. There was a guy that wrote me out of Philly, and he was with this African-American woman. He was a brother himself. And his wife did not like for him to put his penis inside of her vagina. He only would, she'd only want her, his fingers and his tongue in there. And he couldn't understand it. Now she would give him oral and everything else, but he couldn't penetrate her down there. She didn't want that. What he found out later, that she was seeing another woman. And that relationship had begun way before the two of them got together. And so that was one of the things. But she gave him excuses as to why she couldn't be penetrated. Everything from internal problems to infections, all of this stuff, which was all a big lie. And he was wondering, after he found out the truth, whether or not he should stay with her. And I told him, in my opinion, if it were me, I would not stay with her because she was not honest with you in the beginning. So that means she lacks integrity. Why are you still there? She just had him as a beard for cosmetic purposes. And you have some people that are gay like that and lesbian that do that. Now, it's not that a person's lifestyle is a bad thing for them. It's the deception. That's universal. That's the thing. I've known lesbian women that have married straight men in order to appease the family. I've known gay people that married women in order to appease the family. There was a co-worker of mine. He was not flaming, but he was gay. And we knew he was because during lunch, he and this other guy would always go to lunch together. And he had a girlfriend. When the girlfriend would show up at the office, you could tell that things were kind of scripted between the two of them. Now, whether she knew he was gay or not, I don't know. I just know during the wedding, that was the most lackluster kiss and interaction I ever saw between a husband and a wife. Now, their marriage eventually ended about a year and a half, two years later. Didn't last long at all. But it was only obvious. We all knew in the office, but we didn't say anything. But in our place. But you'll run across people that will do that. And the thing you have to realize is like, I always tell you, the first thing you have to do in any relationship when you first start dating someone, be yourself first. The facade, the lies, the deception will catch up with you. So by being yourself first, tell the truth one time, you don't have to tell it again. 
But when you get in there and you're trying to weave your way through the relationship and lying here, lying there, and then trying to make up something here, it gets old. It gets old very quickly. Don't allow that to happen. Now, another thing that we haven't discussed. A married woman may wind up with someone who may have uh, an addiction or some kind of uh, condition. How do they cope with that? How do they deal with that? So the married woman has maybe a set of boundaries, but if she's a single woman that's interested in her, whether she's bisexual, she could even be straight and just have that attraction. She could be queer. Now, definition. The queer designation, from what I've read, research, means that a person may have certain characteristics of the opposite sex, but not necessarily desire that. So, it's one of those things that are more dependent on the individual as to how they perceive themselves, because many of these sexual orientations and designations have more to do with the person's thinking of themselves, more so than a specific uh, designation. A lot of them are looking for an identity, and so they want to go and make themselves unique. It has more to do with that than anything else. I run across women 60, 65 years old talking about they are omnisexual, pansexual, all of these other different sexual orientations. But the reason why they're doing that is to stay more marketable, more so than them honestly defining themselves based on that basis. Makes themselves a little bit more available to a broader scope of people. Now, the other thing we have to think about too is this. Just like it would be difficult to get rid of a guy that's crazed about a woman, a lot of married women have to deal with this also. And this, of course, can have its merits and drawbacks. And sometimes we don't think about that. It's just like you're getting into a conventional relationship and then not knowing that this person, if you break up with them, oh, that might be a whole different, you know, sphere of crazy you never even saw before. But it can happen. So you have to really understand and be considerate of that fact. A lot of people, they don't. They think that, oh, well, you know, la-di-da, I deal with whatever. But it's a difficult thing. Just having a relationship in general is difficult. Because there are a lot of factors that are involved. A lot of things you're going to have to work around. A lot of things you're going to have to deal with, compromise on. And sometimes, as my friend says, I'm going to use his word, things can be complexicated. <laughs> and therefore, it makes it that much harder for you to interact and to get along. And many times when people get involved in relationships, they may not know what they're getting into even if they desire it, even if their feelings are drawing them in that direction, their emotions are carrying them in that direction, 
they really don't have a clue as to what they're going because where they're going because a lot of times they don't want to engage the logic of what they're doing because that logic represents work. And remember I told you, before you can get to L-O-V-E, you got to get through the other four-letter word, W-O-R-K. Because that's going to be the guiding force for you. But we want to feel good. So, we get frustrated sometimes with our partner and say, we want to go outside of the relationship. We want something new. Let me tell you, this is what I used to do because as many of you who know me know I am very horrible at cheating. I tried it one time with a woman and I didn't even get to first base in cheating because I thought about talking to this lady. I fucked around and went and told my girlfriend, hey, you know what I was trying to do? She was like, what? I said, I was trying to cheat on you and I couldn't do it. And she thought I was kidding. I let her talk to the lady that I tried to cheat with. She said, girl, you need to keep him because it, he's horrible. It, it's no way. It would never work. I told the woman I was trying to cheat with that I had a girlfriend and that I loved her. That was a damn shame. What were we upset about? What she and I didn't get along about? She wanted to go to this concert in Paris, in France, with this techno band that she liked. I saw how much the tickets were. I saw how much the flight was. I saw how much the hotel room. I said, hell no. She saw them in Los Angeles. And she wanted to be one of these people that were like a globe trekker with this particular band. And that's what we argued about. I didn't think it was a big thing. But, phew, she blew it out of proportion. You know I like that band, blah, 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 blah. And then after we had a cooling off period where I didn't talk to her, she didn't talk to me. She called me up one night. We need to talk. I said, yeah, we do. And I came over to her place. And she told me, you know, I was thinking about us and you know, maybe I was a little bit too rude to you about wanting to go. She said, I know it's expensive, and I know really I can't afford to go there on my own. And I said, well, you got to look at it this way. Will the band really miss you for not being there? She said, no. I said, you saw me in L.A. Next time you come to L.A., it's on me. She said, okay. And she said, is there anything, what have you been doing all this time? You got something to tell? I said, yeah, I tried to cheat on you. And her eyes bucked as she sat down. She said, with whom? I said, it was a lady that I met. I said, she was a nice looking lady. I said, you know, we can call her if you want to. She was like, you mean to tell? I said, yeah. I said, might as well be honest with you. Did you guys do anything? I said, no. I said, I was so horrible at it that I told her that I had a girlfriend and I loved my girlfriend. And she said, really? And she didn't believe me, so we called her up, and she talked to her, and they started laughing. They were making jokes. And the girl told me, she was like, yeah, you need to keep him because uh, he he's not good at cheating. Well, I already knew because I bust out laughing when I first told her. And it's a thing because I think it's stupid. I think 
If you are with someone, the least you can do, if you're not going to make it with that person, break up with them. I don't give a damn whether you got house, boats, yachts, planes. Break up with them. Divorce. Get it over with. Your freedom is more important. Think about it like this. What does a drug dealer do when he's in prison? He takes every asset that he has in order to get his freedom, doesn't he? He'll take all of that money and pay on those lawyers. He'll be dead broke when he gets out, gets acquitted or whatever. Because he knows, hey, I've already made it one time. I'll make it again as far as the money. Those tangible assets, you can get those back. But can you get you back? Can you get your dignity back? Can you get your self-respect back? Can you get your freedom back? Can you get your identity back? You know, like the lady that was in the uh, segment talking about her husband going out on her. That's a real troubling thing. She actually sits there and accepts disrespect on that level. You don't want to be like that. What you want to do is to, if you have those emotions and you want to express them, but you're with someone and you could be laying in a bed right beside them and not feel as though you're comfortable enough to express yourself to your partner, you got to ask yourself, can I be at a point where I'm genuinely happy, where I can be respected and loved? You got to ask yourself that. By the way, folks, as an added bonus, I was eating a Burger King Triple Whopper today. I almost died. I got choked because a pickle and a damn piece of hamburger got stuck in my throat. And I thought it was just going to be something that, hey, you know, just take a sec. I mean, the shit got wild. Eyes got big. I'm up there choking, trying to gulp down water. But I got it. Went down the wrong windpipe. It happens. So, the conclusion of this podcast is one thing I want you to take away, if nothing else. The minute you start feeling like you're emotionally abandoned, or feeling like your partner's not listening to you, that's when you need to start working on your communication and consideration with them. Hey, we need to talk. We need to talk now because this is important. We need to work on this because this could grow to be a major problem in our relationship. If we need counseling, let's go to counseling together. Let's work this out. Tell them you love them. But hey, honey, we got to take care of this because if we're going to be together, I want it to work. Can I get your cooperation? That's what you have to do. You have to find out first and not let it fester. Or else you'll wind up like that lady did in that segment. Take care. It's a pleasure always.
I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at RomanticTruthPodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.